0: You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102FM. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and my final guest tonight is Steve guyney from a fairly new startup, the Original 7 Beverage Company, a microbrewery in Cork City.
1: Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up.
0: Delicious. Mmm. Steve, you're very welcome to the program, and you're one of the founders of Original Seven Beverage Company, which is a micro brewery down in Cork. And you're only up and running eighteen months. So you're a fairly new business.
1: Yeah. Hi, Sharon. Thanks for having me. Yes, we're uh, we're we're very new um, in one sense, but very long in the game in another sense. That uh, uh, the brewery that we're in has been there since nineteen ninety eight. And was actually the seventh microbrewery in Ireland, hence the name Original Seven. Um, and it was built and uh, commissioned by my business partner, Shane Long, uh, way back then. So uh, while we're very new to the game as a brand, uh, there's a lot of experience there as well.
0: And you personally, you're a qualified engineer, but you have a lot of experience working in that hospitality industry.
1: Yeah, correct. Uh, so I... Uh, Got a, my degree as a manufacturing engineer um way back in 2002 um, and uh, worked as an engineer for a number of years before I went back to hospitality because I'd always worked in hospitality from the age of 18, uh, part-time um, while I was in college. Uh, then I started uh, uh, engineering as soon as I got my degree in engineering, uh, but after three years uh, it didn't really Uh, float my boat. So I went back to uh, hospitality and uh, have been in it ever since.
0: What was the inspiration for starting a microbrewery?
1: The inspiration was actually more the opportunity that uh, just became available because the uh, Francis Gunwell had uh, basically finished up their lease with uh, the microbrewery that was owned by Shane. There was a microbrewery sitting there and I've always had an an interest in beer um, and with Shane's experience in the beer industry as well and in craft beer in particular um, it was just something that was us in the face so, uh, so we found a brewer, uh, Pawdy who had worked with Shane before he's an exceptional brewer and um, uh, between the three of us we uh, just tipped away starting up the company and um, uh, between my own uh, uh connections in the industry and Shane's connections in the industry we found an easy pathway to get our beer on tap in Cork at least.
0: What did you have to go through though between that that stage of getting your brewer and then getting it on tap so ingredients and creating the the tasting profiles for example what was involved in, in that side of the business?
1: Uh, that's the fun side of the business because you're starting with a blank canvas but we had some ideas of styles of beers that we wanted to to hit as our core range um so we we wanted to start with three beers just from um from the uh, the capacity of the brewery it has four fermentation tanks so starting with three beers uh, as our core range seemed like a good idea so uh, we knew that we wanted to do a lager and that was kind of a request from Shane for uh, fulfilling an order for his uh, brew pub in the Franciscan well. um, And then a couple of other ones that we looked at. We looked at trends in the UK um, as the up and coming trends of uh, styles of beer. And uh, hazy pale ales were, uh, was an emerging trend that was 20% growth year on year over in the UK. So we decided that would be one of them. And then we were all very passionate about an old recipe that Shane had for a voice beer um, that we all loved uh, over the years and was very, very popular. So we decided to uh, go with that as well. Uh, so we started off with those three. um, And uh, when it comes to uh, deciding the recipes, uh, as I said, Shane had the recipe for the voice beer, but we actually tweaked it a little bit. So we started off by um, a, by doing little sample sizes of, of them in uh, homebrew test kits and tasting the beer, and then uh, we would uh, adjust the recipe uh, to uh, match what we would consider to be a high-quality beer. Um, And as I said, with Shane's experience and I, and with Paul's experience, they really know what high-quality beer is. I was very happy with the first uh, test batch, but they all had uh, notes to change different parts of the recipe and stuff like that.
0: And they've done very well, it has to be said. You have won some awards already.
1: Yeah, so the uh we as I said, we started off with those core three of the Vice Beer, the Hazy Pale and the Lager. Um, of those three, only one, unfortunately, I uh, got a got a, a medal, and that was our lager, won a bronze medal at the World Beer Awards. Um, uh, but since then we formulated two others, we uh, formulated a red ale. Um, which is the one that is uh, a finalist in Plastner Heron. And uh, that won silver at the World Beer Awards. And we also formulated a IPA, uh, which uh, won gold at the World Beer Awards and was the country winner for Ireland as well. Uh, so we're very proud of, uh, of, of all of our beers, but in particular, the ones that have won awards.
0: And how many do you have in total now in the, the product portfolio?
1: Uh, our core range is five beers. So we have the uh, our Revolution IPA, Wonderland Red Ale, um, Irish Lager. Uh, we have the Rockefeller Vice and the Hazy Pale Ale. And then we, uh, pretty much all the time, any craft uh, brewery worth its salt, we'll always do special um, beers. So we have so far done four specials and we've got another three actually fermented ferment, in the tank right now. Um, that uh, we are going to be kegging one this weekend and another two next week. So we have uh, a coach coming up this weekend uh, to celebrate Oktoberfest. Uh, it's our first Oktoberfest beer, and we're probably going to be doing one every year. Uh, 4.9% coach uh, is a golden ale that uh, originated in Köln in Germany. And um, so uh, it's a very tasty beer. You'll first get it in on Brogue in Cork City and it's going to be available in a couple of pubs uh, on rotational taps as well. And we also have um, a Kavik, it's called, which is uh, um, done in partnership with uh, uh, some, guy, some local uh, home brewers here in Cork. And um, we also have a Spiced IPA, which we're doing in collaboration with the Shelburne Bar work. Fork. Um, And that'll be available hopefully by the end of October.
0: It sounds like an awful lot of different beers for a very short space of time, given that you're only up and running uh, a year and a half. What is involved in that brewing process and how long does it take to ferment a beer?
1: Uh, that is all down to the recipe of the beer so, uh, and the style of the beer as well. So different styles of beer will take different lengths of time. And depending on what you want to do to a beer, um, it'll take different lengths of time as well. So, for example, uh, a lager, uh, the, the word lager actually means aged beer. So uh, the, uh, a lager to become a crisp and a clear lager that you would expect of a lager uh, will take four weeks of fermentation. Uh, whereas something like a, an IPA, which is kind of a more rough and ready style, uh, that'll only take two weeks in a the tank. Um, and there's also different things that you can apply to, uh, uh in the manufacturing process to speed up uh, the conditioning side. But we don't. We're too small to have all of those, um, uh, very expensive pieces of equipment such as uh, centrifuges and, uh, uh, extra conditioning tanks and stuff like that. So we just make do with what we have.
0: Do you love that side of the business though because of your engineering background, like talking about equipment and fixing equipment and um, just generally working with the, the machinery?
1: Yeah, and funnily enough in my role in the company, uh, I look after all the administration side, but also the marketing and the uh, HR and finance and basically everything that's not brewing. So I actually don't do uh, much. Uh, I don't do any of the of the actual brewing side sort of things. That's all party. But from um an overall uh investment, CapEx piece, uh, and looking at those kind of large pieces of equipment that we need to um to buy, uh, I would have a very keen interest on uh, on how it operates and seeing it in action. And I've obviously got a good understanding. Uh, of the whole process and uh, what needs to be done so i do get excited when i look at other breweries and what they've done when they've uh, put in the likes of centrifuges and uh, a conditioning space and whirlpool tanks and all this kind of thing and i look on with very jealous eyes but we, we're very limited on space as well so even if we had all the money in the world we wouldn't be, have the space to put uh, all of that equipment in any case
0: now, you're based in Cork and you seem to have a good network of customers and clientele in Cork. Is it just through the bars, the restaurants, that it's available or is it available um, through an off-license, for example, or direct sales from yourself?
1: Uh, right now, we're only available in draft and, like you said, only in Cork. And it was always our strategy that... Uh, for the first 12 months of operation that we would focus on the, on uh, being local and staying local in Cork City and just get a good feel for what people are looking for in their beers. And in fact, we've uh, made some changes to recipes of a couple of our beers over that time uh, due to the feedback that we've been getting on the ground in Cork. So it's a very helpful way of kind of testing the waters and uh, and seeing what people actually want in beer. Um and then uh, our strategy for year two has always been to uh go for a two-pronged approach of getting into package stock and also getting uh it to uh into drafting in bars further afield. So that's kind of what we're working on at the moment because we don't own a canning line. Um it just makes things really expensive to uh to can uh, at the moment. So it's just working out what is the um I suppose the cheapest uh, way to get uh, our beer into the hands of customers uh, through off licenses, but we are actively working on that right now. And uh, hope to have a canning solution by Christmas time is the kind of target that we've given ourselves. But we will have another package product. Uh, We're releasing uh, a barrel-aged stout uh, later on this year that is a collaboration with uh, a very famous Irish whiskey brand that uh, if you watch our socials, I'm sure we'll be dropping uh, at some stage over the next month or two. And um, uh, that is a, 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 an extra 6.6% that has been aging in these casks that have been donated by the whiskey brand um, for the last uh, seven months now. And by the time we bottle it, it will be eight months. So eight months aged beer and we'll be selling that in litre bottles. It's a premium product, it's um limited edition. Uh, so there will only be 1,100 bottles of it uh, available. Um, and it's the first of many, hopefully, uh, barrel-aged beers that we're gonna be doing over the years. So there will be some uh, direct to consumer, there'll be some uh, on, li- on in-off licences, and, uh, and hopefully there'll be a uh, uh, lot more uh, besides when we actually get our cans out there into the hands of people.
0: That sounds very exciting, that collaboration.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're delighted with it. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be the first of many. It's uh, We'll probably be doing uh, a number with that distillery and we're uh, actively chatting to other distilleries as well about uh, donation of cans for, uh, for more in the series. And it won't just be stouts, we'll do uh, aged ales as well um, over time.
0: And look that's a great way to kind of recycle and from a sustainability perspective it's always good to be reusing um casts from from other companies and sustainability is something that you're very committed to
1: absolutely yeah we're signed up with the enzo uh, the government-backed scheme uh, for voluntary sustainability certification um, and uh, we're actively working on that to get our certification, and we're on the right track as well. So uh, it's easy to be uh, sustainable when you're as small as we are, and your uh, sales footprint is uh, within twenty kilometers of the brewery. Uh, there isn't too much um, uh, emissions from transportation, and uh, and we're so small that the that our emissions are are uh, fairly capped in any case. And um, but uh, with, even with the cost of energy, it's a it's a uh, you know uh, beneficial for both uh, sustainability and for uh, the cost of the of the manufacturing that we are doing everything that we can to make the brewing process as efficient as possible from uh, an energy use perspective and and also to be looking at alternative sources of energy and we uh, source our energy uh, from the uh, from as much green energy as possible we have an agent that we work through for that um, and uh, and sustainability uh, is a key driver in uh, how we are selecting our packaging process as well uh, when we do go into packaging stuff.
0: Look, you've achieved an awful lot in a very short space of time. If we look at the vision for the future, the long-term vision for the business, like where would you like to see the business in five to 10 years?
1: It's funny you should ask that because uh, with uh, craft beer, it's... Um, uh, uh, there's t- two kind of ways of looking at it uh, you either want to be the best craft beer which means that you're small and nifty and able to move on a dime and uh and do all styles of beer whatever you want or you want to build the brand to be an absolute megalith and uh, and be all consuming and be in everybody's hands and then are you a craft beer anymore Um, so it's a uh, it's, it kind of pulls at the heartstrings a little bit uh, to uh, figure out where you want to be. But personally, um, a, while I have a passion for beer, I have a passion for growing the brand as well. Uh, I'm very proud of the brand, not just the beer that we've um, created, but the brand that we've created as well with Original 7. Um, It's uh, uh, something that, like the, with regards to the branding, it's something that I came up with. So it's, it's like something that I want to see everywhere. Um, so uh, where would I like to be? I'd like to be in every pub in Ireland. Um, I'd like to have presents on every shelf and every off license. Um, with that, uh, like all that will come in, in time, no doubt. Um, but it will take a lot of investment of time and money over the years to get to that as well. So I'm not expecting it this year or next um, I'd be very happy to remain on target and to uh, get into off licenses next year and get further uh, than Cork um, than Cork borders by uh, the end of this year.
0: My final question then is about the company name, Original 7 Beverage Company. Where did the name come from? Uh,
1: it came from the fact that the brewery that we're in um, and the fact that one of our founders uh, uh, are both one of the original seven um uh people involved in the craft industry in Ireland so uh back in 1998 before the Franciscan well was uh was conceptualized there was only six uh, craft breweries in Ireland and there's now 79 so we think it's um it's very important to let people know that you know even though we're uh, a young company we have a lot of experience behind us um uh, that both our brewery and our founder are one of the original seven in Ireland.
0: well listen congratulations and all the success to date best of luck in blotmerin and we look forward to seeing how you get on then
1: thank you very much sharon and if anybody wants to find out more about original seven you can find it on original7.ie or on our socials at original7.ie bon appetit yummy grubs up
0: delicious Mmm.